Hi, and welcome to the Daily Recall Show. I'm your host, Vasily, and today you will learn, probably learn again, how to read a book. I think this is really important because most people screw this up really badly. They go ahead and just like read the book in its entirety, or they highlight stuff, or they do a bunch of other weird things. So over the past couple of years, I've been reading quite a lot and I've developed my own approach, a three-step approach to reading a book. And it's a complete opposite of everything else that I have seen. And today I will walk you through my three-step reading approach because I believe it's important and I believe that books represent the knowledge that we collect as, as humanity, right, as civilization, that we transfer over generations. And I think that if you learn this approach, you will benefit a lot from your time that you spend on reading and that you basically waste right now if you're not following it. I know that's a little bit radical, but that's just how it is. So let's begin by actually working backwards and inverting the problem, right? And trying to think of how not to read a book in the first place. And to actually answer that question, we need to start from another one, which is, why do you actually read? And the problem is that most people read, or most people read for fun, and I'm completely fine with that. But there are people like myself and like a couple other guys that I know, or, and probably you if you're watching this, who read for understanding and for learning some cool things. And that actually changes the approach quite a lot. Because if you think about that, learning is actually a little bit different than reading for entertainment. Learning means that you gotta actually not just read, not just present yourself with some knowledge, but you gotta perceive this knowledge, you gotta understand this knowledge, you gotta remember it, and then you gotta use it in real life. So that's what reading for learning is actually about. That's what reading for understanding is about. And to actually move forward on this a little bit, let's 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 tackle it from this angle. Whenever you start reading something, let's say we've got a book, which is it's a really nice book. It's a book by Jared Diamond of Guns, Germs, and Steel. It's a history book, and it's really dense. I mean, it's like it's got 500 pages in it. That's a really big book, right? And reading this book, if you, if you don't know how to speed read, actually would take a lot of time. The first problem that people make when they approach reading is that they just jump right in, right? So they kind of like read the book in its entirety. And that's completely stupid because you do not actually know if this book is going to bring you any value at all, but you just jump in and start reading. So that's dumb. Don't do that, right? The first step that I usually do when I approach reading is I try to think of reading as like a map exploration, right? Or space exploration, whatever. So when you approach space exploration, you do not like have one ship that goes just to this precise planet or something because the chances are pretty low, right? So you try to diversify. And I actually try to do that with books and I try reading a bunch of books really quickly. I try to skim read them. I call that picture walking. 
So I'm just like scrolling through the book and trying to see what kind of catches my attention. And if anything sticks, if anything triggers my curiosity when I'm doing that, I then go ahead and read the book for understanding. So that's step one. Do not start reading a book by just getting started, by just like starting reading through those pages, right? Because that's how you waste a lot of time. And if you consider that you can read only probably one or two books a month, right? Um, you then get a pretty tiny number of books that you get to read in your entire lifetime. So why would you do that? Why would you just read the book without actually kind of having or having defined a really big search space and a really big collection of really interesting books to pick from? So the first thing that I do, I try to read, to picture walk, that's what I call it, at least three to four books a day. So I know that sounds like a lot, but actually a picture walk doesn't take that much time. So what I mean by that? So I just open a book and I just like try or skimming through it real quick. So that's the speed that I'm going with, right? I'm just jumping through paragraphs, looking at pictures and are looking at the first words of paragraphs, are exploring headers, going back to table of contents and trying to understand if this book is of interest to me. Because I believe that it makes zero fucking sense to read whatever doesn't interest and excite you because that's... um that's that's a way to hell that's a way how you do not understand what you read because you can only understand if you read actively which is the step two and you don't you cannot read actively if you are not interested in this matter that's such a simple idea so the first thing that i do just to recap is i read a bunch of book real quick i just skim through them i look at pictures i look at headers and i try to understand if this book is of interest to me, does it align with my ideas? Does it align with my research? Does it align with my interest, with my innate curiosity? That's the first thing you do. And it's actually a fairly simple approach because um, to get there, it doesn't take that much time and money because there are two ways you can do this real quick and really cheap. The first one is to download Amazon samples. They've got a sample thing, which is you can request a sample from the Kindle library and you do not have to pay for that. The sample is actually fairly small, but it's enough to understand if this is something worth reading. So yesterday I was going through a book on um, linguistics and it just like sparked my attention from the very first sentence. The question that the guy asked in the beginning of the book was just phenomenal. I was so deeply curious about that that I just went ahead and bought the book. And I picture walked it and then I added it to my reading list. So that's step one. Try reading at least five to ten books every week. And by reading here on the first step, I mean skimming. I mean going quickly through the book, trying to see if there is anything that interests you. And then the, the, the next step is to try to recall the ideas after you've got them. So that's basically what active recall is about. Active recall is when you try to bring back from your memory the stuff that you read or learned somewhere. And that's the best thing you can do to actually learn something and to remember something. Because there is this idea of the Ebenhaus curve. Ebenhaus was a German psychologist, the guy who came up with a curve that looks like this. 
and basically says that you forget about 70 to 80 percent of everything that you read tomorrow. So that's pretty bad, right? And the way to forget, the way to prevent that is to bring back those ideas in your memory. So that's step one. Again, just to recap, try purchasing or going to physical stores or downloading samples from Amazon, a bunch of books, and skim read through them real quick. And if something interests you, then try recalling ideas and writing them down. That's step one. Step two, after you have done that, you will start building a library of what you're really interested in. And because your search area will be so wide, you will have an ability to pick the most interesting stuff. So that's great because you can read something you're really curious about instead of reading this boring like New York Times bestseller stuff that they put out there for some reason. So the step two is to read for understanding. That's when you really dive in. And I think that most people screw this up again. The way most people do this is they have their Kindle or they have a physical book and they just kind of like start reading, right? So they read and they do not ask questions and they just like try are going through pages. They highlight stuff, which is another really bad thing to do because highlighting does not equal remembering. And when you highlight, you kind of suggest to your brain that this is important, but that your brain is pretty smart. And if you do not recall this information, then it's basically lost. Like those highlights, I don't actually know a single person who comes back to those highlights later on. So what do you do next? After you've got this book of interest that you really would like to read and understand and then remember and then use the knowledge in your real life. The next step after you've done your search is to begin with the first chapter. Okay, so let's say we've got the first chapter and the way we actually do our approach, the way we actually read it is what I call progressive reading. So that's a very important idea to understand because that's how you get to read many books in parallel. So what does progressive reading means? Progressive reading means that you progressively develop your knowledge through attempts that are spaced in time, right? So you, the way you prog read progressively is first, you do a really quick scheme of the book, right? That's step one, that's what we've done already. Then you take the first chapter and you repeat the same process again. You do a really quick scheme of the first chapter, you write things down that interest you, you write questions for yourself about things that you remember, and then you leave the book for a day. If you would like to continue reading this day, just pick another one. So the way this is important, the way progressive reading is important is because of how your neurons work. And the way your neurons work is that they've got, let's say, imagine this is like a neuron, right? So a neuron has got a thing called an axon, which is, looks like an arm or on the top of its head, then it has a nucleus, which is its core, and then it's got legs, kind of like legs, they're called dendrites. And those legs have little tiny bumps on them, they're called dendritic spines. It's like, they look like a bad hair day for a girl, if you've seen one, right, when the hair looks like this. So the way neurons connect to each other is by having those dendritic spines connect to the axon of another neuron. And this is really important to understand because the way you actually learn is 
when you when you get some new information on these dendritics on these dendrites, those tiny little bumps start emerging, right? But they actually emerge and solidify and turn into like really big, big and mighty spines after you have slapped on what you have learned. And that's really important to understand because most people try cramming stuff. They're like, they're going ahead and doing like this reading marathons or whatever when they're preparing for exams. And that just doesn't work from the biologist standpoint. And that's why I incorporated this knowledge into this process. So by following this process, by reading progressively and leading for a bit, you're actually building up your curiosity and desire to do that, right? Which is one thing, but then you exploit, you, you get to exploit the way your brain works and to develop this understanding progressively because you, next time you get back to this, you will be much more willing to understand the idea behind it. So that's step two. You get to the first part of the book, you get to the first chapter, and you actually start from the same process that you did for a book. You picture walk it, meaning that you scroll through it real quick, and then you try um, you try recalling what you what you remember from from scrolling this chapter. You probably get like from two to five things and that's enough. So this is important because it helps your brain to build out a map of what you're about to learn. And that is extremely important because when you have this map and when you slapped on your knowledge, you actually get to remember and understand stuff better. So that's step two. Once you did that, once you did this first picture walk of the first chapter, you actually do the next picture walk, but I call it like the light pointers walk. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I will explain that just in a bit. So what does that mean? It means that you start slowing down the speed of you scrolling through the book, scrolling or just turning pages if that's a physical book. So how do I how do I light how do I do this light pointers walk after I have done this first pass on the first chapter? It goes with speed like this. So I try reading, but I probably jump from like the first sentence of the first paragraph. Then I read the first one, the last one, the second one. So I try to like get their key ideas of the chapter, right? And the speed is like this. So I read quite fast. Um, and you probably might have to slow down this a little bit. That's totally fine. But the idea is that you just kind of go through this and you try catching, you try catching the ideas behind the chapter. So that's what you do. You just like kind of scroll through this, turn pages real quick. And when you do this, I actually highly recommend to do this when you have a device that you can type on, whether your computer or an iPad or whatever, maybe just your, your, your phone, right? Whatever. But I highly recommend that whatever sparks your attention, you just write it down. And you do not write questions at this stage, but you just write the thing down. Um, and you do like real, real quick notes. And uh, please do not do this in Kindle because you will get to elaborate on these things later on. And Kindle is horrible for that. So for example, um, I I'm just like scrolling through this book and I see there is a header here, our Yalis question, right? And then I get to realize, um, uh, I just continue reading and then I get to realize what the question is about and I just write down Yalis question. And then I proceed through the chapter in the same manner. So it probably takes a couple minutes to do that if the chapter is not real big. So that's 
That's the, the, that's the next step. After I've done that, I close the book, I bring up these notes, these tiny little like hooks, pointers to the knowledge that I have learned or not actually learned but presented myself with at this stage. And then I try elaborating on them. So I try without the book in front of me, the book is closed and put somewhere else. I try to elaborate on this knowledge and I try to ex kind of like extend the idea a little bit. So if I, if I wrote like two words, Yali's question, I probably hit a semicolon or um, or a space and then I try explaining what that means. I try bringing that back from my memory. So that's how you get to do active recall again. That's how you get to do spaced repetition by spacing this. Our attempts that you take on a book are with, uh, within some time, within some time frame. I usually recommend doing this one per day. So you kind of do one attempt per day and then one more and then one more. That actually improves your understanding, not just because you space out, but because you get to interleave your studies. So for example, if you read a couple books at the same time with this process, which is really nice, you will get to understand them, all of them better because you interleave the knowledge and you build like an interconnected web of neurons in your head. So coming back to our example, I have these quick notes. I try elaborating on them real quick. Cool. So I probably get like a very short text out of that. Those, those, those bullet points get a little bit elaborated, probably like a sentence or a half sentence for each. And the next step is to actually read for understanding. Okay. And when I read for understanding, again, this is spaced out in time. I get to that tomorrow. If I, if I have done this, light pointers are stuffed today. And when I get to read for understanding, I actually read really slow. So despite being able to read, read quickly, I read really slowly in this mode, in this reading for understanding mode, because what I'm doing when I do this is I'm having a conversation with the author. What does that mean? If you imagine that a book is basically what an author was trying to tell you, you can picture this as the guy standing and just kind of giving you like a giant 500 pages long monologue of this idea that he writes about. And that's a really weird way to like talk to each other, right? If you imagine a guy standing in front of you for like a couple of weeks and just yelling at you these ideas. So you would like to kind of elaborate and have a conversation with the guy, right? And that's really weird because we do not do that when we read. We do that when we talk to each other, but we don't do that when we read. And by, by following this process, you actually get to have a conversation with the author. What do I mean by that? When you have a conversation, you ask questions. That's an important part of a conversation because usually you do not understand something. That's just normal because we are we have different levels of knowledge and it's not quite easy to explain things because words mean different things for people. So you do not understand something immediately, right? And the way you the way you approach this misunderstanding is by asking a question, right? So when I read for understanding, what I do is I ask myself questions. And I actually, uh, I would really recommend like having decent keyboard skills for that and having a device like a, with a keyboard open, but you can do that on your phone as well if you do not have a computer, for example. But when I read for understanding, I read a paragraph, let's say this one, 
And then whenever something sparks my attention, I try to write it down immediately just as it is. So for example, this paragraph describes the Catham Islands, 500 miles east of New Zealand, and then it, organ it, it, it goes ahead and describes groups of Maori settlements that live there, okay? So if I, if I was reading this for understanding, I would try first something that sparks my attention, I would try writing it down and just elaborating that idea a little bit. That's called active reading. But then I would try to formulate a question for myself to, for which the answer would be this paragraph, right? So if this paragraph states that 500 meals east of New Zealand, um, there are 500 like Maori or different tribes or different dudes from the Maori tribe, I would try asking myself a question to which the answer would be the fact that the guy has described this. And this is extremely important. And this is even more important than taking notes. Taking notes on itself is useless. Taking notes is only important if you come back to them, if you develop conceptual knowledge from them, and if you form questions from these notes so that you get to test yourself later on, okay? So when I'm reading for understanding, I go through the chapter and I basically create kind of like a very long document as I go. So this is a really slow process for me, and, but it's so efficient. And efficiency comes from understanding and from remembering. So whenever I've done that, whenever I read chapter for understanding, I probably get usually about 20 questions written for a chapter or something, and about like 500 words of different notes and ideas that I've elaborated on. So I, up, I kind of like had a conversation with an author about this chapter. That's how you can think about that. The goal is to have a conversation, not to listen to a monologue, right? So what do you do next? You put the book again, you put the book away, and the next day, you come back to the notes and to the questions that you have written, and you test yourself. You only present yourself with the questions, and you try bringing back the answers to the questions from your memory. If you first try doing this, it will suck, you will suffer, but then you will start building up the understanding. And that's extremely important. So whenever I do this, whenever I do this active recall session, that's how I call it, I have two screens. On the first one, I've got the questions. And on the second one, I've got a new document, right? So I'm kind of like progressively developing my knowledge here when I read this stuff. And I'm going through these questions and I'm trying to answer them. I actually do that out loud. That's just fun for me. Or you can do that in your head. But I actually recommend doing out loud or writing because... Usually, it seems like you know something unless, until you have to actually spell it out. And <laughs> that's, that's a really good test if you really know something or don't. So that's the step two. I read for understanding. I actually dive deep. I try to connect these ideas to my existing knowledge, to my interests. I try to have a conversation with an author, right? So that's what you do. And the interesting part, the most exciting part is that if you follow this progressive reading process, if you first do a really quick attempt 
um, and just spark, just get some ideas out of the book, the most interesting, the most curious ones. The second, st the, the second step, if you do uh, read with this in this light pointers manner where you write down like really quick facts that kind of stumble your attention and then elaborate on them. And the third step is when you do this active reading for understanding and for recall, you get to develop your knowledge progressively because most books, they're actually structured in a very interesting way that they have depth. They kind of have depth, depth dimension. And what I mean by that is that you get to understand ideas only if you come back to them some time later. And that's, our, that's what we utilize here with this idea of sleeping on our, on our learning. Our, we get to utilize the, the way our brains work, but we also get to build up additional understanding because when you go through this spaced out process, you not only just utilize your biology, but you actually kind of understand the text deeper. So what I mean by that, if you've ever watched a movie like Back to the Future or Lord of the Rings for the second time, you probably have realized new ideas and new kind of like Easter eggs or hints that the author or their, the director left in the movie. The same idea is for books. So when you read through this progressive manner, when you take spaced out attempts on the text, you actually get to understand the meaning behind it and you get to like identify red lines that follow through the structure of the book. So that's what you do. That's how you read. You go ahead and buy or get somehow a bunch of books. You skim through them really quickly, really quickly. It shouldn't take you more than 10 to 15 minutes to skim through this book. And that's how you can get to do that like for two or three or five books a day, depending on how much time you have. The next step is you begin reading, but you begin reading in the same progressive manner. You first skim through the first chapter, just like you did with the whole book. You try recalling ideas. Then you slow down a little bit and you start taking notes. And you start reading through the first chapter really quickly, not as quick as you were scrolling through the book before. And you try writing down the things that catch your attention. And you can actually write down questions if you would like as well. That would be really useful too. Then you put the book away, you take a device and you elaborate on that stuff that you wrote. That's how you get to develop your own knowledge, not just copy and paste quotes from books, what people do on the internet. And the third step, and just remember those all steps are spaced out in time, I would recommend having them done at least tomorrow after each other. So if you do like the light pointers thing today, then read for understanding tomorrow and today pick up some another book and do the same process for that. But then you read for understanding and that means really struggling and reading and having a conversation with the author and understanding the ideas behind the text, the deep ones, the red lines that follow and writing down a bunch of questions. Do not write like notes, do not highlight, do not copy passages. Please write down a bunch of questions for yourself and just test yourself later. So whenever you get to do you, whenever you get to read the book again, let's say tomorrow, you begin not by reading, you begin by testing yourself. That's what you do. You start from presenting yourself with questions and you either speak out loud the answers or you write down the answers on your other device. That's what you do before continuing reading because that's the only way 
that you can develop good understanding. That's the only way you can remember these ideas and that's the only way you can get to use them to develop your own knowledge or use them in real life. That's how you read a book. Thank you very much for watching. Please share your ideas in the comments and see you tomorrow.